In this, the fourth episode of the Getting Stuff Done series, we hear from Jose Franca, Arash Manziani, Dan Hewitt, Sally Rhodes, and Liam Moore about collaboration, relationships, and communication. Following on from the last episode about comms, we wanted to find out how and who our L&D professionals work with and what it really means to collaborate in the workplace. Modern learning is more than just what the learning function wants to do in isolation, and you can't get stuff done if people don't work with you. So both collaborating and cooperating is essential. We started off by speaking with Jose Franco and wanted to know what collaboration really is and what it means to him. Collaboration for collaboration's sake doesn't make sense. Uh, There needs to be um, a a purpose or, or an objective. Not always good. Sometimes, you know, ideally should be should be a good one. Uh, the way I do it with, with my stakeholders is that you know we're in this together as a partnership. <clears throat> so whether that be within uh, HR, because sometimes we work very we need to work very collaboratively within HR, but with the with the business leaders and the functions I I support and work with, but also with vendors as well. And that's one thing that sometimes in L&D we tend to forget that we just collaborate internally with our with our peers and colleagues, but we also need to collaborate with our partners uh, externally. And that's um, there's some nuance to that kind of level of collaboration as well. Um, in many ways, when you need to kind of build trust, but also be open, you need to be open about um, what's going on for you which is one of the dimensions of collaboration in itself, that kind of being open to what's going on below the surface to uh, to help your vendors and partners understand so that then you can work better together moving forward. Uh, and I had a conversation with a vendor this morning around that. And, uh, and one of the things they said was, we really appreciate you being very open and honest about your challenges. And I'm going, I've got, it, it, it's all in my interest because if I'm not open and honest, how are you going to understand what I'm trying to do and, and, and tailor your solution to meet my needs? So that's from the kind of internal to external point of view. But also internally as well, um, as a project I was working on, um, kind of early days in this kind of uh, new role uh, where I had to co- collaborate with external vendors and internal stakeholders, all with different needs. Um, and I had to kind of go, right, so... I'm going to give you the LND lens, the LND perspective, but before that, help me understand what you're trying to get. And I got to know the uh, the, the individuals quite earlier on to to understand kind of what what's going on here, what are the dynamics at at, at play, um, and what is it we're trying to achieve to 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 work together. So um, because it's as I'm sure you've you've heard this before, it's very easy for um, for us to go to stakeholders or <clears throat> or HR or business leaders and say, oh, here's the latest shiny thing in L&D. Please, can you sponsor it? And then you kind of get, no, door shut. I'm not going to work with you. And my approach is, okay, what's going on for you? Uh, you know, what's, what's in your play? What, what's keeping you? I asked someone the other day, what's keeping you awake at night apart from your kids? And it led to a really, really nice conversation. And, and I say, you know what, there's all this, this X, Y, Z going on in the business. It's a real challenge. It does keep me awake at night. And I said, so how can I help? <clears throat> so I'm here to help you, not to tell you, sponsor the next program that you're going to roll out next week. Because when it comes to that, chances are they will be willing to sponsor even before I ask. So I think we kind of need to, to my approach to collaboration is very much, um, we're, 
it's a joint partnership. Um, I'm here to give you just as much support as I need support from you. Um, so it's a kind of give and take. So it's, it's an element of social exchange. Um, really understand what is it that people need and want, <clears throat> but also what is it you want to offer and not. I loved Jose's thinking on this. It's about working with a range of people in a range of roles. I wanted to know how Sally Rhodes was doing that across her organisation, having been relatively new in her role. I'm still learning. I'm still finding my way around the organisation. I think it, it's finding some some key allies, I think, initially. So that's that's probably what I've been doing up to now, is working my way around, having conversations with people, finding out where you've got common passions, I guess. So where you've where there are people who are really who are really passionate about development, they've got ideas, and you can have that, you know, that 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 conversation that just sparks ideas, and you want to have a longer conversation. I think the other one, the other people, the other population I've been really trying to talk to are the people partners. So they've already got a good understanding of how the business works and can can get you into places, and obviously they've got their people plans. So. Um, they're, they're really good people to get into. Um, so that's that's how that's how we're trying to work the business now. In terms of communicating more broadly to our employees, we've got a lot of work to do there. Um, we're a joint venture, so we've got two populations coming together, and there's still quite a lot of content that's either relevant to one form of population or the other. And so communication can get a little bit complicated at times. Um, but it's it's also trying to understand what landscape we've got and, and where people are in the organisation. What do they use? Because you want to go to where they are rather than try and invent anything new. Um, so, so yeah, trying to get our heads around that and also coming up with a bit of a plan. But we don't want to we don't want to we don't want to go too soon. It's got to be a plan that we can execute and continue to deliver on. So there's nothing worse than making a big show of something and then it just dies a death after after a couple of months. Um, so it's got to be sustainable. So finding common passions helps Sally. How does Dan Hewitt approach it? I think it's using, we get around it by using different channels and understanding what people's preferences are. Um, so who are the people that are really close to people in the business? Um, so our partners, for example, you know, they're in those leadership team meetings. They're the ones who are really hearing what people are working on and working around. So if we really equip them with kind of deep understanding of, of what is available and what's needed, and we also equip them with the skills to delve into that and ask great questions to understand what those leaders need, then they can kind of marry the two together and meet people where they're at. How does Arash Mazinani approach collaboration? I think I think that's the one thing that I always have to remind myself is when you're working on a project is that it is a collaboration. I think there's all, almost especially when you look at discussions where it's for business, it feels sometimes like it's for business pitched versus L&D. And I think it's easy to fall into that trap, particularly if you're in an organization or you're in a particular project where you've got a, you've got a way of doing things and maybe the business has, has got a, a view of, of what they want, i.e. The, the classic, um, here's my order, we want it fulfilling. And I think it's easy to kind of think about that in terms of conflict, whereas actually 
at the end of the day, we're probably both trying to achieve the same thing. It's just that we're, we're coming at it from different angles. And I think when you reframe things like that, sometimes it, 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 it helps to it helps to just change the whole dynamic of, 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 of the work. So, yeah, I think a lot of time is spent working with, with stakeholders, working with the business when we're working on projects and also working with HR. So um, our HR business partners, they're kind of involved a fair bit in the upfront um, piece of, of, of um, learning requests. So I'll kind of support them and work with them around sort of what, what the actual um, potential need is. Um, is it learning, as we discussed earlier, or maybe is it something that's more suited to, to comms that we, we don't need to get involved in? And also around sort of like prioritization and um, so who is it for, who's the audience, how many people is it kind of affecting? I love Arash's focus on reminding himself he needs to work collaboratively. What does Liam Moore do? I can give you a live example of something that I'm working on actually. So I have been talking to um, a learning and development network about my interest in developing my coaching supervision practice. And my initial conversations and my initial sort of prompt, if you like, was driven from my own perspective. And so they very kindly um, gave me access to members of the cohort of their um, network peer coaching setup. And through that, I guess I started to build a sense of what the kind of needs were of the people that I was speaking to and recognised that my motivation and what I was looking to do wasn't necessarily going to bring success to the coaches and the programme and the network. So I've had to take a sizable step backwards and look at it again and talk to them about, talk to them from the perspective of uh, understanding their needs and starting at that point and looking at where our needs might be aligned and I guess kind of proposing from the outset that potentially they might not be and recognising for myself. And I think it's very easy to get kind of caught up in, uh, it's a really great example, I think, of, of potentially getting caught up in our own desire to do something and to lead from our own our own sense of motivation and totally missing what's important to the client. I love Liam's honesty that he recognised when he wasn't being collaborative and doing what the learning function wants to do. Knowing where to start can be really important in this. Here's Sally again. I think it is interesting, as you say, though, because working across um, the people and transformation team, there's there's lots of different relationships in there. So working with our, our talent team, so leadership slightly separate. And, you know, you, you, again, you build some alliances when it, where you've got a bit of shared passion about something or you've got, um, you know, you're really on the same page about what needs to be done, how things should be done. Um, and I think I think sometimes those relationships are worth the weight in gold, certainly at the start anyway. <laughs> so what happens when we don't collaborate well? Here's Liam again. I guess what springs to mind is the absence of understanding often um, kind of historically within L&D about the fact that we work in a business and that what should be driving what we're doing is the outcomes of the business. 
So there's a disconnect that often emerges between the different needs, I guess, of the learning and development department and uh, business areas themselves. Um, The drivers are not uh, aligned. And so it's really essential, I think, in the first instance that that we're really thinking about, you know, what the business is trying to achieve, um, what the business strategy is, who our key contacts are in the different areas of the business, what their needs are, understanding the business and ensuring that we're I guess in the first instance, helping to reassure them that we understand what it is that they're trying to achieve, because that's super important in terms of building the trust for them to then open up to us about what's important to them. And I think most importantly, what's not working for them. Um, I think we suffer a lot from not being able to get to the bottom of what's not working and therefore we can spend a lot of time guessing at what we need to do to resolve something that we don't fully understand. That idea from Liam about business focus is absolutely essential. How can learning be taken seriously if we're not collaborating well? The idea of having a shared objective is incredibly important to the team at 5app. This forms the basis of strong collaboration and working with people across the organisation and outside the organisation, with suppliers for example, and it's just as important when you want to make things work. The idea of working as a partner is really important. Without being a partner with the key people in your organisation, you will not move your organisational learning forward. What can 5app do? They'll work with you to make sure your teams can collaborate and communicate and make your messaging easily shareable. More importantly, they'll take time to find out what you really want your learning platform to do and work with you to make that happen. Thanks for listening and keep an ear open for the next episode of Getting Stuff Done from the team at 5app.